Hi there, and welcome to It's Coming with Kim and Christine. I'm Kim. And I'm Christine. And this is It's Coming, a weekly podcast on the signs of the second coming of Jesus Christ. This week's episode, I have not even asked Christine what the title of it is because I have my own things I'd like to talk about. Christine gets to pick every week. I never get a pick. So I thought this week, I should decide what the topic is. Yes, but you do know that I'm all prepared to tell you about the times of the Gentiles. <laughs> oh, times of the Gentiles. But hey, what do you want to talk about? Well, maybe we'll get to times of the Gentiles. We'll see. I just have started to notice something. And I feel like the closer we get to the second coming, the more that I see it. And so I thought maybe you could validate if there's something in the scriptures that kind of corroborates my theory that this is a sign of the second coming. What is it? Really, really awful customer service. (laughs) Everywhere. I'm losing my mind. I cannot deal with it. Bad customer service. Everyone came out of COVID at every company, and now they don't know how to interact with people. It's like they spent a year not doing it or not having to do it. And now that they do, they're awful. Okay, okay, okay. I know, I know, I know what it is. In Doctrine and Covenants, section 45, 27, it says, and the love of men shall wax cold. <laughs> I know it. I that know. is bad customer service. And that is absolutely a sign of the time. The love of men shall wax cold. I am feeling it. Um, last week, I did a little video for those of you that saw it on Instagram and Facebook that my car was broken into. I was out hiking and... I go hiking all the time and I was coming home from somewhere. So I had a bunch of stuff in my car and it's a busy trail. I don't even know how these people found an opportunity, honestly, with no one around. But nonetheless, they break into my car, right? So the problem with this is, is that this required me to interact with too many people who really don't, who their love of God is waxed cold. Is that what it was? Love the, of, yeah, love the love of men. of men has waxed cold. Their love of me has waxed cold. No one loves me. And it's been awful. So I think my problem was, is I went into this experience exhausted with dealing with really bad customer service and Mm -hmm. in really surprising ways. Like I took a trip to Florida uh, about a month ago and had a really bad experience with Southwest. Now, generally, I think Southwest as a personality, as a company, I generally like. Let's not, we don't need to fill up our social media feed talking about, you know, which companies we like and not like. Right. Generally, I like them. However, I submitted a complaint a month ago and they've not gotten back to me and I've sent them two follow-ups and they've not gotten back to me and I've called them and they've said that I need to only submit it online and that someone will follow up with me within 10 days. And I'm like, so what happens when you're at 30 days and you still haven't heard from anyone? What do you do then? What do you do? You just get frustrated apparently because no one will talk to you. You have to submit it in writing. So then on top of that, I've been dealing with Avis. And Avis, I just want you to know, Avis keeps telling me that they do the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) If they tell you that enough times, then they just expect you to believe it. (laughs) I'm going to believe it. And so I was, I've been like with both of those scenarios, like so over it. So then as soon as I get into like having to deal with my insurance, who wants me to work with Safe Flight and oh, I'm done. I'm like done with all of them. Like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> well, I have a feeling that um, in the new Jerusalem, customer service is going to be awesome. 
All right. All right. I'll look for the hope in the future. Hang hang tight, Kim. All right. So we're four minutes in. I guess we still have some time to talk about uh, the Gentiles. What was it called again? Uh, The Times of the Gentiles. I'll turn the rest of the time over to you, Christine. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I'm very sorry about your experiences and sorry that you got your car broken in. I just knew it was a sign of the second coming, all this really bad customer service. And it (laughs) it is. In fact, it ties right into the time of the Gentiles because that's where my scripture was opened up to. That's why I came up with that so quickly. (laughs) 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 While back, maybe you were reading Doctrine and Covenants section 45, and it talked about the times of the Gentiles. And did you think, gee, what are they talking about with that? I was just waiting for you to tell me, but I didn't want to push you. So I figured I'd wait for you to get there. Oh, well, I'm here. So let's talk about it. In Doctrine and Covenants section 45, we've been here a few times because it had some really cool stuff about uh, the New Jerusalem and some other things and definitely talks about even Armageddon and that type of thing. And I'm going to kind of go in Doctrine and Covenants section 45. Uh, Let's start in verse 18. It says, And now behold, this temple which is in Jerusalem, which ye call the house of God, and your enemies shall say, This house shall never fall. But verily I say unto you, that desolation shall come upon all this generation as a thief in the night, and the people shall be destroyed and scattered among all nations. And this temple which ye now see shall be thrown down, that there shall not be one one stone upon another. So here, Jesus is basically back quoting uh, Matthew 24, and talking about the destruction of Jerusalem, which will happen with uh, what we are calling the Battle of Armageddon. Then it kind of goes on and it says, These things which I have told you shall not pass away until all things shall be fulfilled. And this I have told you concerning Jerusalem. And at that day shall come, there shall be a remnant scattered among all nations, but they shall be gathered again, but they shall remain until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Did you catch that? Hmm. So somewhere on our little timeline, there should be a point that says times of the Gentiles fulfilled. Yeah, they're going to remain until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And at that day shall be heard of wars and rumors of wars, and the whole earth shall be in commotion. Men's hearts shall fail them, and they shall say that Christ delayeth his coming until the end of the earth. And the love of men shall wax cold, and iniquity shall abound. And when the times of the Gentiles comes in, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness, and it shall be the fullness of my gospel. Uh, And then verse 3, it talks about it again. It says, uh, oh, well, let me ask it, 29. But they receive it not, for they perceive not the light, and they turn their hearts from me because of the precepts of men. And in that generation shall the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be men standing in that generation that shall not pass away until they shall see an overflowing scourge for a desolating sickness shall cover the land, which we've already talked about. But you see how it's like linked to this other other principle, and that's the the fulfillment of the times of the Gentiles. Hmm. Yeah. So what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is that? (laughs) Don't tell me this is another episode where you're like, I don't know. No. Isn't that interesting, though? No. Because they said it four times and no no one knows what it is. I totally know what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's also mentioned in Luke chapter 21, verses 24 and 25. Sorry, I don't have, I don't have my Bible. I'm going to have to look it up online. I could read it. Oh, that'd be great. What verse was it? Luke 21 and verses 24 and 25. 
Okay, so 24 says, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into the nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. 25, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Okay, so I think that we get a a more... A more clear idea in Luke 21 than we do in Doctrine and Covenants 45 as far as when this happens. In Doctrine and Covenants 45, it talked about the Battle of Armageddon, like I discussed, and then it kind of went in and said that the times of the Gentiles were going to be fulfilled. But in this one, I think it's even more clear because it says that they're going to fall by the edge of the sword and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. That's completely talking about the Battle of Armageddon until... The times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So to me, I see a correlation there between the Battle of Armageddon ending and the times of the Gentiles being fulfilled. Okay, so it sounds to me like the times of the Gentiles is maybe, is it just referring to like right now where we're just, you know, God's not here on the earth, it's the time of the Gentiles? Is it just referring holistically to this whole you know, period of time where God doesn't exist on earth? Well, you're partially correct because it is right now. We are in the time of the Gentiles right now. Okay. Um, if you read in Romans chapter eleven twenty five, it says, uh, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. <laughs> Don't be ignorant of this Don't mystery. Don't be ignorant, people. Don't <laughs> be ignorant. You should be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part happened unto Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So that's talking about the same thing. So here they're saying that the Jews are going to kind of be blind to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming, which also makes sense that they are blind to that until, like the scriptures say, they see the prints of his, the nails in his hands and in his feet. Hmm. So at this time when by large number and large percentage, Jews are not Christians, they are Jews and have their own religion. I want to read a quote. Oh, you know what I have? I have a little audio clip for us today. That's new, huh? This is Ezra Taft Benson, 1981, a speech he gave at BYU. The Lord has designated these days in which we live as the times of the Gentiles. The Gentile nations are the so-called Christian nations, North and South America, and the European nations from which many of us came. The times of the Gentiles refers to the period of time extending from when the gospel was restored to the world, 1830, to when the gospel will again be preached to the Jews after the Gentiles have rejected it. This is how the Lord explained it. Quote, and when the times of the Gentiles is come, has come in, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness, and that shall be the fullness of my gospel. I should have found one that didn't have that background music to it. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't notice the background music quite so much before. Anyway. Ezra Taft Benson, I think, was very clear 
And he describing that the time of the Gentiles was from the time of the restoration up until the time when the Jews will be taught the gospel, which is right at the fulfillment of the time of the Gentiles or the close of the Battle of Armageddon. And there's a quote also I wanted to read by President Joseph Fielding Smith that was, and he kind of sees it a little bit differently. But they're both prophets, so. (laughs) But they do contradict each other a little bit. Let me read his. So President Joseph Fielding Smith explained that the times of the Gentiles commenced shortly after the death of our Redeemer. The Jews soon rejected the gospel as it was taken to the Gentiles. And the times of the Gentiles have continued from that time until now. The Lord said, but many that are first shall be last. And that day the gospel was first given to the Jews and then taken to the Gentiles in this dispensation. It was first taken to the Gentiles and afterward to the Jews. So I think they're both saying the same thing, even though they're kind of perceiving it a little differently. But the whole idea is simply that this is the time that the Gentiles have the gospel. And really that you can kind of see where Joseph Fielding Smith was coming from, that the Gentiles started receiving the gospel following the death of the Savior, like a long, long time ago. And so you could kind of see where he's coming from. And then you can see where Ezra Taft Benson's coming from that in the latter, you know, that there was a great apostasy. And then with the restoration, the Gentiles were responsible for the restoration. But in general, we've got the time of the Gentiles being the time that the Gentiles, meaning non-Jews, I guess I should have started with I with defining the word Gentile because Gentile can be, it can be described, be, could, it could be describing a non-Jew. Like sometimes it's like either you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. Like everyone in the world falls into two categories, Jew right. or Gentile. But it also could, uh, sometimes it's referred to like those that have the gospel and those that don't have the gospel. But the description that we're using is you're either a Jew or you're a Gentile, two categories of people. That's it. And Ezra Taft Benson got a little bit more specific, saying that the Gentile nations were the Christian nations, you know, primarily Christian nations, where the gospel was being taught to them. So I do have a couple other things that we learned from uh, Doctrine and Covenants 45, Elder George Q. Morris of the Quorum of the Twelve, discussing section 4525, said, I think perhaps we may well now not continue saying that the Jews are going to gather in Jerusalem, I think we may well say that they have gathered. So one of the things that we read in Doctrine and Covenants 45 was that that um, we'll know that the time of the Gentiles is nearing fulfillment when the Jews have gathered, and he's saying they are gathered, which we've already talked about that too, that you can, following World War II, in much larger numbers, they gathered to Jerusalem. And then ultimate the ultimate returns will come later as they develop this land and are joined by others. Then if you go on, that's um, sign number one is the gathering of the Jews, which we can say has already happened. Sign number two is that it will be a time of great social turmoil. And um, that's where we read the scripture about the love of men waxing cold, which you clearly taught to us is live and well, totally happening. Absolutely. <laughs> that sign is a big old check mark. Social turmoil. Check. Check. <laughs> and um, sign number three talks about how the Gentiles will, for the most part, reject the gospel. And so whether or not this has already happened, more rejected than accepted, you know, are they going to reject it even more? I kind of imagine, when I imagine like the state of the earth with when we're actually in the time frame of the Battle of Armageddon, some of the scriptures say that 
all nations are going to be at war with one, one, one another. Like war is going to be all around the earth. And so I think that these things are going to amplify prior to the Battle of Armageddon. But let's not have our eyes closed to the fact that they are amplifying today. But I'm just saying that perhaps it will be even more so in the future. Even more so, yes. And then we've got the Battle of Armageddon, which is Jerusalem being trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. I think um, at that point, we've got Jesus comes, he puts his foot on the Mount of Olives, there's an incredible earthquake, he saves the Jews, the Jews um, recognize him as their savior, and they also recognize, hey, this is Jesus, who our ancestor, you know, so all of that happens. And then we've got in large number, the Jews being taught the gospel of Jesus Christ and coming into his fold. So that being the fulfillment of the time of the Gentiles. That doesn't mean that the Gentiles don't still have the gospel. They do. But most of the missionary work right now is not being done to the Jews. It's still being done with the Gentile nations. Okay. So it's really just a culmination of some of the other signs, but just holistically kind of referred to as a time. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's making reference in a sense to um, the time where the gospel of Jesus Christ is being taught to the Gentile nations. Okay. And it ends essentially when Christ comes. The second time. The second of the three comings. The second. When he puts his foot down on the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. And yep. breaks up Armageddon and causes Pangea to yes. re- revert. Does Pangea revert? Is that the right way to say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I, I remember when um, COVID-19 first really became a pandemic and a thing. I thought, oh, my gosh, maybe this is the desolating sickness that's mentioned in verse yeah. 31. But then when you really start looking at the time period of the fulfillment of the time of the Gentiles, because also like. When COVID-19 happened, the missionaries were called home for the most part, not all of them, but many of the missionaries for our church that were out serving the young men and young women all around the world, many of them came home when when COVID-19 hit. That's also kind of like uh, if you recognize the time of the Gentiles as being a time that the gospel is being preached to the Gentiles then it no longer was being preached to them as much, you could say. And so you could sort of, sort of think, oh, maybe that's a fulfillment of the time of the Gentiles. And and maybe this is the desolating sickness covering the land. But yeah. it became really, really clear to me when I started studying the whole chapter in its context, that this is not, that's not what this is. And that the Gentiles are still being taught the gospel. And the Jews are not yet being taught the gospel and the Battle of Armageddon has not happened. So, um, you know, when you start reading it, like in context, you say, oh, yeah, that's totally the the desolating sickness is not COVID-19. It's probably going to be. So this was just a trial run. Yeah. Everyone. Yep. It's just a trial run. There's more to come. Yeah. Are we excited that God gave us a chance to kind of like, you know, exercise a little prep for the big race. Uh, which mm-hmm. totally makes me think of Elder Bednar's talk in conference where he really refers to COVID-19 as a test. Do you remember that talk? I probably tried to block that out. They started thinking about like their food storage, which I think a lot of people did with COVID-19 yeah. where you're like mm-hmm. stuck at home and 
And he was talking about how like they were worried that their food storage was going to start a second global pandemic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Does that sound familiar I, now? It, yeah. to- it totally sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what he was saying. He was like basically saying this is a test. Like this isn't, this is just a, a this isn't the real, real deal, but the real deal is coming. It's coming later. And um, I think that's what we're, they're referring to here in Doctrine and Covenants section 45. So now you'll always know what that means. All right. Well, so I guess our takeaways from our podcast today is that the times of the Gentiles is right now. And one of those many signs that we are seeing that proves we're in the time of the Gentiles is really poor customer service, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That is, yeah. that is for sure what it's saying. <laughs> So I'm actually then, I just need an umbrella scripture, Christine, to kind of help me feel okay about the fact that I've had just really bad customer service for the last month. Oh, that's just so awful. So awful. Let me share with you an umbrella scripture. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple of scriptures in Doctrine and Covenants section 101. And starting like in verse 10, it talks about the sword of mine indignation and in verse 11, it says that my indignation is to be poured out without measure upon all nations. And this I do when the cup of their iniquity is full. So talking about how the earth being full of iniquity and how there's going to come a time where the Lord is actually punishing, sounds like to me, those people that are causing this iniquity and, and being a part of it. And then in verse 12, verse 12, I would um, have, I would call my umbrella scripture where it says, and in that day, all who are found upon the watchtower, or in other words, all mine Israel, shall be saved. And I love combining that idea with El- uh, President Nelson's conference talk where he defines Israel as let God prevail. And so if you kind of like reword that scripture, it's like everyone who will let God prevail in their lives will be saved and will hmm. you know avoid the day of wrath that is being spoken of before that. So let God prevail and you'll be saved. Everything's going to be fine. I think if I let God prevail, I'll probably be a little less upset about my bad customer service too. It's quite possible. Try it. Mm -hmm. I'll just chill because the love of God or the love of man will not wax cold in my heart. So I'll be more (laughs) loving towards those who fail to reciprocate that love. Uh, yeah, that's really good advice for yourself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you don't Thank want to you. be the one who who's, who's described as the love of of, of <laughs> wax cold in your own heart. All yeah. of this in theory, that's what's come off here. Is I'm the one. <laughs> I think that what we're doing right now by um, looking for the signs and having our eyes open to them is being on that watchtower that's mentioned in verse twelve, where yeah. all who are found upon the watchtower. Or in other words, all mine Israel shall be saved. All right. Be on the watchtower until next week. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.